the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to The Bill Bunkley Show on an absolutely spectacular day here in West Central Florida. As always, we are honored to have you with us today. And a very special treat today as well. Uh, my friend and colleague, Bob Burney, from our Salem affiliate in uh, Columbus, Ohio, WRFD 880 AM and 104.5 FM. Well, we're also hosting Bob Burney Live, and that's his audience in Columbus this afternoon. And uh, it was a great time yesterday to to be with the folks in Columbus, and we're actually doing that today. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for you coming up in just a moment. A book that I am highly recommending from a friend and colleague, and that is Hank Hanegraaff. He's written a brand new book, Muslim, What You Need to Know About the World's Fastest Growing Religion. And so we're going to have a chance to talk with Hank here in just a moment. Also, I've got sort of a a lighthearted book that we're going to be talking about. Rob Long is going to be joining me at the bottom of the hour. And uh, the name of the book is called Bigly, Donald Trump in Verse. And the subtitle is Make Poetry, Poetry Great Again. And this is some of the Donald Trump wisdom and witticisms of uh, our president. And so we'll have some fun with that during the first hour. Of course, in the second hour, we'll head out to uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, with our weekly conversation with uh, Focus on the Family. And uh, Bruce House Connect is going to be with us and uh, going to be talking about the big uh, Supreme Court hearing uh, having to do with uh, the Baker and the um, the conscience uh, clause uh, in his mind, uh, Jack Phillips, that uh, he did not want to make that cake for a uh, same-sex wedding. So we'll have uh, an analysis of that. Plus, we'll head out to Movie Guide at the second portion of the second hour to uh, talk about that brand new movie that's coming out about uh, Eric Liddell uh, with uh, Movie Guide. But uh, first, uh, again, we are simulcasting on our answer stations, on our faith talk stations, on the biz, and uh, along with our friends in Columbus, Ohio. So let me get right to our first guest. Hank Hanegraaff has been a regular guest on our program here, and he serves as president of the Christian Research Institute and hosts the internationally syndicated Bible Answer Man broadcast and the Hank Unplugged podcast. He is the author of more than 20 books and widely regarded as one of the world's leading Christian thinkers. Uh, Hank and his wife, Kathy, live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And are you ready for this? Are the proud parents of not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. A perfect dozen. Perfect dozen. Twelve children. Hank Hanegraaff, welcome back to our program. Thank you, Bill. That, that, that was quite an introduction. I'll tell you what, one of these days I'm just going to have to do a one-on-one to tell me how you and Kathy do 12. I am very much, Mrs. Bunkley and I are very much challenged with numero uno, number one, 
So I got to tell you what, in that area, as well as others, you're always a hero in my book. Well, it's really my wife. I mean, she's the most selfless person on the planet. And uh, my my kids rise up and call her blessed. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, there's no, no argument there with that. All right. As I mentioned, you and I were chatting before we came on the air. Talk about uh, perfect timing for where God has led you. And that's my belief. You've written a brand new book uh, that I'm recommending that uh, is a must read right now. Muslim, what you need to know about the world's fastest growing religion. And Hank Hanegraaff, with the events that we saw unfold just a few days ago in New York City, um, my friend, I am very much uh, probably in the ballpark, in the camp of saying what we did to evacuate Iraq, what we did to let ISIS grow, and what they've been able to do to use the Internet to now sort of do long-distance learning on how to uh, how to be a terrorist. We're in deep trouble, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And there's two things going on, actually, Bill. On the one hand, you have the terrorist attacks coming in like the ocean brings in its waves. That's very, very visible. But there's also an undertow, and that undertow is equally deadly. It's what I call migration without assimilation. That is the python swallowing its prey Hmm. with a long and slow digestion. The issue here is demographics. And once a country becomes Islamic demographically, it will inevitably become Islamic politically as well. And the EU nations are now facing that reality in that the native populations are dying out. The birth rate uh, far exceeds, I mean, the death rate far exceeds the birth rate. And uh, filling the vacuum are millions of polygamous Muslims who have no intention whatsoever of assimilating into Western uh, into Western democracies. Hmm. As we look at what's unfolding here, and uh, as you probably have heard, uh, Hank Hanegraaff, that unfortunately right here in Tampa, not only the perpetrator of the uh, the New York attack on the uh, the biking path and also possibly um, an associate, of course, they're uh, alleged in, in this country uh, we are innocent until proven guilty or taken to uh, Guantanamo for a very long interrogation. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the fact that uh, here we have what's called these diversity visas, basically a green card lottery. And uh, they talk about the fact this is a comprehensive vetting, but the the very countries that qualify for this uh, based on the last five years are countries that probably have the worst uh, sort of infrastructure ready uh, to be able to do adequate uh, vetting. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're opening the floodgates in so many different ways, and that's one way in which we're doing that. And I, I don't think people have taken seriously the threat of Islam. They oftentimes call it radical Islam, but it's really not radical at all. It's run-of-the-mill Islam. It is precisely what was personified in the life of Muhammad and the four rightly guided caliphs that followed him, and then the caliphates uh, right through uh, the last caliphate, which was uh, thankfully abolished by Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. Uh, because he felt that Western democracies could not abide the immoral practices of a dead Arab. And so he abolished Islam 
to some extent and tried to set up a secular state because uh, he, they wanted to keep up with Western democracies. And, 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 and now all of that has changed. And as a result of uh, radicalization, as they call it, now you have the hardliners taking over again in places like Istanbul. And, and so the, the, the kinds of things that we're experiencing in America with liberal immigration policies have already created a destructive force within the EU nations, and and we ought to be able to look at that and see firsthand what happens when you when you use the lottery to bring people into a country. Uh, so the evidence is already there, and I, I, I think that we have to take a far more serious look at what is going on across our borders, even from Mexico into the United States, and what is coming in from Middle Eastern countries in particular, because in the Middle Eastern countries, there is a particular idea, and that is that Sharia is state and state is Sharia. That is an inviolate principle in Islam, and therefore, uh, you can't really assimilate if you're a true Muslim. Well, some people take that more seriously than others, but many of the people that are immigrating through lottery or otherwise into this country have a strong view of Sharia, and therefore they cannot, by definition, assimilate, and they are prone to do the kinds of things that happen not only with one uh, Manhattan massacre, but now with two. And when we look at this uh, non-assimilation, Hank Hanegraaff, we certainly, it's amazing how ignorant we can be because we have seen what has happened uh, in some of our major Western European cities where um, we uh, hear from time to time about the uh, so-called no-go zones. But yet, um, even right here in our area, uh, I just want to tell you, it reminds me of the great uh, immigration years uh, of folks that came to America and came through New York City, came through Ellis Island. Well, well, where did they settle? They settled where the closest they could because of economics, so it was New York City. And then we had uh, Little Italy. We had Chinatown. So the fact that they are all living in various areas, and Dearborn, Michigan comes to mind, uh, I don't want to single them out as uh, the only people group that has done that. It's actually pretty natural. But when they don't have the difference, the, when they don't have the heart to assimilate, like what happened with our immigrants that came through Ellis Island, that, yes, they lived in those communities, but they wanted to be American, that's where I think we have our head in the sand, and that's part of what you talk about in your book. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point. Uh, I know we immigrated from uh, from Holland. Well, the first thing that we did is we found a community of Dutch people, so we'd go to church and understand what was going on in the sermon. And uh, so it's a very natural thing to do precisely what you just uh, charitably communicated. The problem, though, is that Muslims, by definition, cannot assimilate for the very reason that I just articulated. Yes. That is, uh, they want to continue with Sharia, and Sharia doesn't make a distinction between Sharia and state. And therefore, you know, you look at, and uh, I think you opened up with this in uh, some of your comments, you look at Iraq. Uh, Iraq is a classic example of where we tried to institute a democracy with Muslims that believe in Sharia. It's never going to work. And, of course, as a result of us not understanding 
that situation, that circumstance, and that reality, uh, we ended up having chaos there, and, and that chaos has ensued to the detriment of Christians in that now you have mass genocide taking place in places like Iraq, Mosul, other uh, great cities, uh, former Christian cities in Iraq. Uh, same thing is happening in Syria. So the implications of not understanding Islam are draconian, to say the least. Well, I want to tell you, we're going to take a break in just a moment, but uh, Hank Hanegraaff is going to be with us uh, through the break. Uh, he has a brand new book that I highly recommend, especially in light of, I think, that we've turned a new page, a new chapter in the uh, radicalization of, uh, of uh, Muslims who are living right here in our country right now. The book is called uh, Muslim, What You Need to Know About the World's Fastest Growing Religion. And I want to remind our folks, if you're just tuning in for Bob Bernie Live, I'm Bill Bunkley here in uh, Tampa, Florida at the Salem Affiliate. And we want to welcome our friends from WRFD 880 AM and 104.5. As Bob is on Pilgrim in um, Israel this very day, uh, we are honored to uh, have uh, the um, the opportunity to uh, host his audience and uh, so we want to remind you that um, he'll be back with you uh, oh, in about a week or so because they have just started their journey. And uh, we've got um, uh, some great opportunities for the Bob Bernie Live Show uh, going to be happening next week. So in a minute, we're going to be coming back and continuing our conversation with uh, Hank Hanegraaff, reminding you that coming up a little bit later during this hour, we'll have another chat with uh, Rob Long. And he's authored a brand new book called Bigly. Donald Trump in verse, make poetry great again. And as you know, we like to lighten things up on a, on a Friday afternoon, so we'll have a little fun with that after this very serious a conversation with Hank Hanegraaff. I want to remind all of our listeners that uh, if you miss any portion of our program or if you would like to uh, email uh, today's uh, interview with uh, Hank Hanegraaff about his new book, you can go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, click on the podcast page, and in alphabetical order, the third program down is yours truly. You can listen online or you can download it. So more of the Bill Bunkley Show and Bob Bernie Live coming up in a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Now there's a place where all your Christian programs reside. All the best Christian radio stations live there. Find your local Christian station or look for one farther away that plays the program you like. ChristianRadio.com not only links you to the best Christian radio stations in America like this one, but also podcasts of great uplifting content designed to grow your faith. Find us now and download the app on either Apple or Android devices. It's the difference maker in your daily walk. ChristianRadio.com Bill Carl here, and I know that if you're a worship leader or worship team member, there's a tension between leading others before the throne of God and maintaining your own walk with Christ. If you can relate, make plans to come to Calibrate, the worship event, January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship, featuring worship leader and singer-songwriter Matt Marr, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury from Bethel Music and Caleb Miller. 
Recalibrate is an all-day event for worship leaders and team members focused on discipleship, purpose, and connection. Whether you're a worship team leader or a member helping to lead worship in a small church, a big church, or somewhere in between, you're welcome at Calibrate, the worship event, January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Register today at CalibrateWorship.com. That's CalibrateWorship.com. Weekday mornings at 8. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. This centurion, a hardened soldier, he came to Jesus with faith in his heart. He trusted for Jesus to do something significant, and Jesus acted in response to his faith. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. And we're back, Bill Bunkley here. Of course, uh, we're joined today by our friends in Columbus, Ohio, with the Bob Bernie Live Show. Of course, Bob is on a pilgrimage uh, in Israel. And so we're delighted to have uh, you folks with us. Now, we've been talking to good friend Hank Hanegraaff. He's written a brand new book, which is a book that you have to get, Muslim, What You Need to Know About the World's Fastest Growing Religion. And uh, my audience knows that I just returned from Lebanon just uh, just a few days ago. I was on station assignment um, for uh, the Salem Radio Network. And uh, 2.1 million refugees uh, who have been very, very, very horribly abused, mistreated, raped, killed, beheaded, you name it, uh, spent uh, several days in country. We'll have some special programming on that in December. But as I get back to Hank Hanegraaff, Hank, um, in, the, in the time that we have remaining, um, people here in America, we've been, up until the time of the election, we've been so influenced by the left, and the left, uh, I think, has uh, a lot at their doorstep of the responsibility of where we find ourselves today. But what are, just give us one or two uh, of the key cautions that people ought to get your book to learn about and what we need to be able to know uh, about uh, the threat that is before us so that we can give input as our country moves forward. Yeah, I think the one thing that's critical for everybody to know is that while there are millions of peace-loving Muslims, Islam is not a religion of peace and tolerance. That is a mantra we hear over and over again, but 14 centuries of human history ought to be enough to demonstrate that Islam has always advanced by sword as opposed to advancing by word. Islam, in fact, is the only significant religious system in the history of the human race that has a socio-political structure of law that mandates violence against the infidel. And that's a graphic global reality which makes Islam a religious ideology espousing terrorism, not as a temporary expedient, but rather as a permanent policy. And again, the current narrative that to tell the truth in this regard is tantamount to exacerbating hostilities that would otherwise lay dormant is simply false. And uh, we, are, we are now bearing the ripened fruit uh, of, our, uh, of our failure to recognize the truth that I just communicated. Hmm. 
As we um, consider what has happened in New York, I, I, you were with us uh, recently uh, here in Tampa, speaking at Ottawa Baptist Church, and I think, uh, Hank, it was you that uh, were reminding us of the statistics of of the number of Muslims in the world, and then the percentage of Muslims who who would have more of this Sharia radicalization, and uh, the percentage was low, but because of the number of Muslims, the number of potential terrorists is high. Talk about that, because uh, I don't think people really realize uh, how much uh, we may have some sleeper individuals or units right here in America right now. Yeah, you get two different issues there. On the one hand, uh, there there is no doubt whatsoever that we have sleeper cells all over uh, Western democratic uh, countries. Uh, on the other hand, I think that we have to recognize another reality. And that is that while the sleeper cells may be limited, but yet very, very dangerous, reality dictates that when you have 1.6 billion Muslims in growing, and a vast majority of them sympathetic to Sharia, you have one gargantuan problem. Uh, I've given the statistics in my book But the vast majority of Muslims, actually, as it turns out, adhere to Sharia. So if you have 1.6 billion total, you have of that 800 million that will be sympathetic uh, to Sharia. And if you look at what Sharia means for women, just as one example, you see that it has enshrined inequality for women in its very DNA meaning that a woman is considered inferior to a man. A man can beat a woman to bring her into subjection. A man can marry up to four women and divorce at will. It's as easy as saying, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you three times. You can even text it or put it on your refrigerator, a little post-it note. And so it's not only four women, but it can be very many more than that. And this is what makes Islam such a threat. The three ways in which uh, you become Muslim. Uh, One way is you become Muslim by saying the Shahada. And when you say that, you're saying there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. And by the way, if you know about the life and legacy of Muhammad, that ought to be very, very disturbing, that you're swearing allegiance to a man who who married a six-year-old girl, as just one example, and consummated the marriage when she was nine, who had a harem, and the greatest of his military exploits, he had a man beheaded, took his wife, beautified her, and forced on her his bed. Uh, He was an immoral, ruthless, reckless tyrant. And that started when he fled from Mecca to Medina and changed from an itinerant prophet to a ruthless warlord. So you have people who become Muslim by saying the Shahada. That's number one. Number two, you have people who effectively uh, submit to Islam without becoming Muslim uh, by paying 
Ajijian, which is a gangster protection racket, which you mentioned ISIS. Well, ISIS has that racket going on, but so other, so many other Muslim communities have that same racket going on. If you want to be protected in places like Iran or Saudi Arabia, you pay the jizya, the poll tax, and, and, and then you're protected. So you feel yourself subdued, and in that sense, you kind of integrate into an Islamic community. The third way is the sword, which you also alluded to. You've seen this firsthand in Lebanon. And I think one of the things that you're doing a service with is communicating this from firsthand experience. I mean, it takes actually being there, seeing it, to eradicate a blind spot squarely uh, in, the, uh, in the purview of the West. So this is something that Westerners don't know about unless you travel like you have, and then you see it full force and in a frontal view. Now, again, in saying all of that, I start this book out writing about the fact that I spoke at the University of Tehran and all of the sociology university. And when I was over in Tehran a few years ago, I was treated with uh, great, great kindness, uh, deference, uh, acts of uh, kindness in the middle of the night as I walked the streets of Tehran. Uh, so uh, I can testify firsthand to the fact that there are millions of, uh, of peace-loving Muslims, even in a Muslim theocracy like like Iran. But again, that does not mean that Islam is a religion of peace and tolerance. We have right. history that tells us otherwise. All right. I want to tell you what, we have wet your whistle to my audience. Uh, you need to get your own copy. We have run out of our time, but Hank Hanegraaff has really set the plate for you to know you've got to run out and get, uh, we've only touched the surface. We need you to drill down. Go out and get uh, your copy of Muslim, what you need to know about the world's fastest growing religion and uh, a whole lot more for you to get uh, informed about. Hank Hanegraaff, we're all out of time, but as always, my friend, I am so honored to have you with us and uh, very much encouraging folks to get your book. Well, you're a champion. Thanks for having me. God bless you, my friend. All right, more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. Uh, next up, Bigly, Donald Trump in verse. It's a brand new funny little book by Rob Long. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong. And I'll be your... Well, that's our news. I'm Wally Hines in Washington. The longest-serving Republican senator in U.S. history is calling it quits. Utah's Orrin Hatch says he won't seek re-election. Hatch notes he's a fighter but says even fighters know when to hang up the gloves. From north to south and west to east, it is cold in much of the nation, and it looks like no relief until at least the late weekend. It hit minus 20 in Evansville, Iowa yesterday, cold enough to freeze the town's water tower. Iran's leader blaming what he calls enemies of Iran for protests racking his country. Overnight clashes between protesters and security forces there killed another nine people. Twenty-three people hurt overnight, including a firefighter, when fire roared through a four-story building near the Bronx Zoo in New York. The blaze comes only days after the deadliest residential fire to hit New York City in at least a quarter century. This is SRN News. 
If Christmas cookies caused your scale to skyrocket, or if holiday stress drove you nuttier than Aunt B's fruitcake, it's time to enter the Shape Up or Ship Out sweepstakes. The winner will choose between $4,000 worth of fitness gear or a four-day cruise to the Western Caribbean. Either way, you'll start out 2018 looking and feeling great. The Shape Up or Ship Out sweepstakes. Enter today. Click the contest link at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Hey, here's some great news, and we could all use some great news for 2018. If you're worried about your health care costs or you feel like you're missing out because open enrollment is over, well, it's not too late to join MediShare. You can sign up anytime, and think about this. The typical savings for a family with MediShare is about 500 bucks a month. Think what a difference that would make to your budget. Again, that 500 a month is the typical savings. It could be more or less for you. Definitely worth taking a couple minutes to find out. There are over 300,000 MediShare members sharing each other's medical bills and something they're now loving. MediShare has a telehealth program that lets you log in and meet with a doctor in real time within the comfort of your own home. For everything from a cold or flu or for a prescription, you can save a lot of time and money, and it's free. Again, open enrollment might be over, but you can still join MediShare. Here's the number to find out more, 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE, 844-41-BIBLE. So I was at that new boutique, the one where the video store used to be, next to the dry cleaners. That was so 2004. Now I download videos at home, and the dry cleaner comes to me. The dry cleaner comes to you? Twice a week. Tyler from Sun Country Cleaners, who, by the way, is as clean-cut and professional as they come, picks up all the family laundry, not just our work clothes, and... (gasps) No more sorting socks? No more sorting socks. Sun Country Cleaners. You do life. We'll do the laundry. SunCountryCleaners.com. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. And, uh, you know, because of all of the serious topics that I uh, deal with uh, during the week, especially during this hour, we like to sort of lighten things up at times. Now, before we get to my next guest, and it's a very special guest, we're going to have some fun. Uh, Rob Long is along, and he has put together some of, uh, well, some of the more notable statements made by our commander-in-chief, and that would be uh, President Trump. We're going to talk about a brand-new book from our sister organization here at the Salem Media Group, uh, Regnery Publishing. It's called Bigly, Donald Trump in Verse, Make Poetry Great Again. Now, before we get to that, I want to welcome back uh, our friends from Columbus this afternoon, 
Bob Bernie Live is a show that uh, we are co-hosting this afternoon for WRFD, 880 AM and 104.5 FM there in Columbus. And, of course, my good friend and colleague, uh, Bob Bernie, is uh, on pilgrimage uh, with some of the members of uh, your audience there in Columbus. And um, so they are having just a wonderful time just seeing the important biblical sites there in Israel. And uh, so uh, we're honored to have the opportunity to spend the afternoon with you again. Well, if you are even remotely familiar with Twitter, you probably know that uh, a transformation, if you will, has taken place. And that is the use of Twitter by our president, Donald Trump. Well, you can hardly keep up with uh, the daily. It's, it's like kind of like sitting in front of a fire hydrant, you know, uh, without a hose connected to it. And you're just sort of blown away because they come one after another. Well, my next guest has uh, very, very creatively put together a good little read. Well, it's Donald Trump in his own words. And uh, that is Rob Long. Now, let me tell you that uh, Rob Long, you may you may recognize that name. He is a two-time Emmy Award and Golden Globe nominee. He's a writer and co-executive producer of the much-beloved TV series Cheers, as well as the more recent uh, Kevin Can Wait. Along with his television career, Long is also a contributing editor to National Review. Let you know he's a little, just a tad bit conservative, right? And uh, he also hosts a syndicated radio show, Martini Shop, and is founder of the website ricochet.com and contributes to publications such as the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times. He's also author of Conversations with My Agent and Set Up, Joke, Set Up, and Joke with that. Rob, good to have you with us this afternoon. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So how did this get birthed? I mean, we've all <laughs> we've all gotten used to this new paradigm coming out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or wherever. When did you kind of get the idea, you know what, I got to grab this stuff and, I, and let's put this stuff together? Well, I, I think it was during the primaries, and I was listening to um, – uh, I was driving on a long drive, and I was listening to – uh, a, a Trump rally, and I wasn't watching it. So you know, there's lots of visual stuff happening, but I wasn't watching. I was just listening to it on the on, on the radio. And uh, a certain point in the middle of the speech, you know, the beginning of the speech for him and for a lot of politicians is kind of a canned stuff, the stuff that you you know pre-written and is on the teleprompter and the thank yous and all that stuff. And the end of a speech is usually the stuff that's canned to the the call to action, especially when you're in a political rally. But the middle of the stuff, that's kind of when Trump goes a little bit, um, you know, off the beaten path. You know, it's when he starts to riff and <laughs> makes, you know, improvise. And uh, and I, it felt so real to me when I was listening to it. It, it sounded to me like poetry. And so I, uh, when I when I pulled into the motel, I sort of like uh, went online. I got the transcript of his of his remarks and I wrote it out on a piece of paper. And the rule was, I wasn't going to add a word. I was not going to subtract a word. I wasn't going to change the order of anything. Just be just as he said it. And I arranged it on a page like a like modern poetry. And you know what? It totally, totally worked. So then I started doing with some more speeches and some interviews and and and, and bits of, <laughs> of, 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 uh, of his sort of public statements. And it completely works. The guy is a total poet. And then, of course, you know, the, the Twitter stuff is the easiest because that's almost already a haiku, right? That's the jet. So it's a really short Japanese form of poetry. It's so spare. It's already there. And, uh, and I compiled a whole bunch of them, and then I just picked the best. And the truth is the guy is when he's 
you know, unlike a lot of politicians who are a little bit more canned, a little bit more careful, when he's letting loose, um, he says some amazing things. Mm. And some of them are some of them are hilarious, and a lot of them are true, and uh, they're all incredible. Look, you love the guy or you hate the guy, you have to admit he has a singular, incredibly special way of communicating and getting his uh, ideas and thoughts across. And uh, that's what the book celebrates. It celebrates that. I mean, my goal was if you're wearing a MAGA hat or you're not, you should still be able to enjoy this book. Mm. And and I got to tell you that um, it's been fascinating for me because when you first look at the cover and you take your proposition, make poetry great again. Now, now it doesn't occur to you on first blush that that's even in the ballpark. At least, at least it wasn't for me. But then as you begin to consider your premise, consider your case, and then and then flip through and read through it, it's like, yeah. And I think I know Mark Stein uh, also commented in the same light. It, it, and it's kind of amazing because um, it, it's not, uh, you know, it's not a professor. It, it's not distinguished speech, but it's uh, a little awkward at times. But you're right when you really look at it. And especially the tweets, it is pretty remarkable. And uh, so have you found that other people, have you been sharing and the book has come out, that, that people have the same reaction to say, you know, Rob Long, I really didn't think about it that way until you pointed <laughs> it out. Oh, well, I don't know. That the, problem with, uh, the problem with Donald Trump, you know, politically is that if you love me, you love him. If you don't love, love him, then there's trouble. Um I have found a lot of people t- who've said that there's stuff that when you arrange it on the page like a poem and you approach it like a poem, that stuff that made him much more human to them and much more real to them. I think that, you know, the, 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 my, my challenge is, you know, I look, I don't even watch cable news anymore because all it is is people yelling at each other. Mm. And it's all so incredibly amped and tense that you kind of think no matter what happens in the world, when you turn it on, it's, it's, it's this spooky, crazy music. So you got to like, it up and everything's breaking news um and i also, i mean i just feel like we're kind of we're now at this point in this country where we just don't even know how to laugh anymore or how to how to laugh good naturedly i mean um and that's kind of what I, my real goal for this book is to say that look this, this guy's president of the united states he has a very very uh, free way of expressing himself and on a whole variety of topics that no president has really ever done and um, if you think of it right, you look at it right, he's really kind of an honest, straight shooter. Uh, you could agree with him or disagree with him. That's a separate issue. But you got to give him credit. He, he, he knows how to use words and he knows how to use language. And sometimes he uses them in a funny way, uh, in a way that we can kind of all – that you can, you can pick, poke a little fun at. And sometimes he uses them and, and you think to yourself, well, you know, wait a minute. If I, give that, if I gave that tweet five more minutes of thought, I'll bet you <laughs> – I'll bet you it's deep. You know, uh, just last night, and I don't know if this is uh, only occurring in my household, but um, uh, last night, and of course we've had uh, the president uh, tweeting and uh, right now in in real time debating whether he should jump in the middle of uh, whether the uh, alleged terrorist attacker, uh, you know, how he should be treated, whereas, uh, you know, conventional thought is, you, you, you know, the, the, the sitting president doesn't get involved with that, let, let the, the process play out. But the question comes up again. It's, it's always every week or two. Now, do you think he really thought that out, or do you think he just landed on that? Because he has this, this knack. You know, people have knack, knacks, certain attributes that they do. 
And and I don't know if it, it, it happens to you in, in your circle of friends, but every now and then you circle back and he says something and you think, now, do you think he really thought that out or was that just off the cuff? Has that ever occurred? Uh, is, that, is that kind of thought process when, when the latest comes out? Do you ever, do you ever go there? No, I really don't. I, I think that part of his strength and part of the reason why he connects to people is because he doesn't think this stuff through. He, he's just giving you his honest reaction. I mean, he's, it's a very – first of all, I live in New York, uh, and he's a very – a real New York character, right? Yes. New Yorkers can be abrasive to each other and like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you – you know, uh, my, the deli guy around the corner from me, I mean, I've actually seen him look at the next person and say, I got – I got – you know, I'll give you 30 more seconds. You know, it's not a complicated – just be <laughs> insulting, and that's kind of the way we do things here. Um, but he also just kind of responds like a citizen. Like you could, if I was, you and I were sitting at a bar, and there was a guy down there, and we're watching the news, and we see what this person did in uh, New York City uh, on Tuesday, or or Monday, I guess, or Tuesday, or Tuesday morning, and and we would say, give the guy the death penalty, and then the guy down the, the on the bar would say, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that's Donald Trump. He he is still very much that person. He's not pretending to be that person. He's not faking it. Uh, he really is that guy, and I, that's one of the reasons why I think the people who love him love him so much because they they don't they, they forgive him when he goes over the top or he says something he shouldn't because they know it comes from a real place, a true place, and that's what I thought with the poetry. I mean, I look, I think poetry's funny. I mean, I want the book. I think the book is fun, but um, the other message to it is like, look how far this guy has gotten doing the opposite of what everyone says you have to do to become president. Yeah. He's, he speaks from the gut. He says stuff that some of it's just crazy. I mean, I, I you know, full disclosure, <laughs> there are mornings when I wake up and I think, oh, I hope Donald Trump is not, did not do or say anything crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we, you know, we, I know you and I know I've never met, I met the man once. I know what he's thinking and I know what he's, I mean, I know what he's thinking because he tells me, and he's not sugarcoating it. And it's part of that. What I love about what I what made me think of the poetry way was the funny way to do it was because in the middle of his speeches, when you know when he's done all the stuff he's supposed to do, you know, in the in the in, in rallies and speeches, the president has to say thank you very much to the mayor or the deputy mayor or the head of this and the guy running that council and this person. And that's all this huge. I mean, every presidential speech you can see him. It's five, five paragraphs of just thank you and naming people and pointing pointing them out. He does that pretty well. But you can see he's bored, and then the minute that's done, he's off. And the, when he's off is the that's when the poetry comes. You know, when when the when the thoughts are strung together in a way that uh, paint a portrait of a guy who's who's just kind of incapable of not speaking directly from his gut. Yeah, just just very very transparent. And of course, going to take a break in a moment. Uh, but uh, uh, Rob Long is going to stay with us through the break. But uh, very accurate observation because i agree we have just come off a a previous eight years of a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors and and a real lack of transparency then we get this sort of brutal in your face transparency and uh you know for those that agree with his worldview it's refreshing Uh, for those that uh probably on the left side uh just absolutely uh, sends them into you know uh, a shock but uh, nonetheless, I think because of the contrast of what uh, 
we saw during the last president, and uh, you, you never knew exactly what where he was at or what we were doing. We still don't know today. We get that uh, stark um, uh, just truthfulness from this president. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll try and get in one or two of uh, the big leagues out of uh, Donald Trump in verse uh, with my guest, uh, Rob Long. And uh, you really got to get a copy of this book because until you consider it on the written page and you go through the vast array of uh, uh, what Rob has put together and edited here, it is poetry, and uh, it does really match the catchphrase uh, on the uh, the cover of the book, Make Poetry Great Again. So, uh, for our friends in Columbus and right here in West Central Florida, more of the Bill Bunkley Show with uh, Rob Long coming up in a minute, talking about his big book, Bigly, Donald Trump in Verse. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Here's some great news, and we could all use some great news for 2018. If you're worried about your health care costs or you feel like you're missing out because open enrollment is over, well, it's not too late to join MediShare. You can sign up anytime. And think about this. The typical savings for a family with MediShare is about 500 bucks a month. Think what a difference that would make to your budget. Again, that 500 a month is the typical savings. It could be more or less for you. Definitely worth taking a couple minutes to find out. There are over 300,000 MediShare members sharing each other's medical bills and something they're now loving MediShare has a telehealth program that lets you log in and meet with a doctor in real time within the comfort of your own home. For everything from a cold or flu or for a prescription, you can save a lot of time and money, and it's free. Again, open enrollment might be over, but you can still join MediShare. Here's the number to find out more, 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE, 844-41-BIBLE. Bible. Listen, if you're considering buying hardwood flooring, don't do anything until you've written down this number and received your free Lumber Liquidators catalog. The flooring was high quality with an unbeatable price tag. Call in the next 10 minutes to get your free catalog. What I bought at Lumber Liquidators is a vastly higher quality than flooring I had installed six years ago and for a fraction of the cost. So if you want great hardwood flooring at unbeatable prices, trust Lumber Liquidators. We buy direct from the mills. 
Call right now to get our flooring guide and catalog absolutely free. It's filled with top quality hardwood flooring, including solid hardwoods, laminates, and bamboos, and even Bella Wood prefinished flooring with a 100-year transferable warranty. The same floor Bob Vila has in his home. This free catalog is full of tips, ideas, and our flooring project list to make your buying decisions easy. Hurry, call right now to get a copy of this free guide and catalog. Call 800-585-2430 to get your free copy now. 800-585-2430. 800-585-2430. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. The way you learn godly spiritual lessons is observing what you did or what you did not do, observing what happens when you ask God to forgive and you repent of it, and observing what God did after you dealt with it. That's the way you learn godly lessons. Somebody says, well, if God would just explain to me what's happening, (laughs) I got news for you. There's not a verse in the Scripture that says he's going to or he's under any obligation. Listen, he wants us to learn to trust him. Grace is all about God providing, listen, not an explanation, but support and strength and faith and belief in him that he's doing the right thing for us. For help and hope. From God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. And I want to get right back with our author Rob Long because he has put together, edited some of the some of the best statements from Donald Trump uh, from Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, his book is called Bigly: Donald Trump in Verse, Make Poetry Great Again. It's from our sister organization, Regnery Publishing. And uh, again, welcome back, our friends uh, with Bob Bernie Live in Columbus, joining us today while he's uh, in Israel. And uh, Rob, there's one uh, one or two here that in our brief time that we have left, I wanted you to just to comment on because uh, I don't know if anybody's given more thought to these than you uh, because, uh, you know, you set to editing and putting these together. Um, on July 11th, 1988, he had an interview, he being Donald Trump, had an interview with New York Magazine discussing his acquisition of toys or works of art. So this is uh, the one for beauty. It's uh, subtitled, For Beauty's Sake, I Look at Things for the Art's Sake and the Beauty's Sake and for the Deal's Sake. Now, that is his vintage <laughs> Donald Trump. Talk about that. <laughs> well, you know, the, what I like about it is that it, he, it, it's a, a thing that happens a lot with him in his poetry, which he... He makes an assertion and then adds it, adds to it, and then clarifies it at the end. There's always a, a, a little minor take back, and you can see it happening in his speech when he's giving speeches and when he's writing the when he, running tweets or poetry. He says something strong, and he goes, I, you know, but I'm not. But the last line really is, yeah, but I'm not going to be crazy about it. I'm going to look at it for the deal's sake too. And I think that's um, that's something that people kind of like. I mean, look, I think we all talk that way sometimes. Well, let me tell you something. I'm never going to do that. I mean, of course, I'll, I might do that if it's if it's advantageous. But he does it in such with such economy that's it's kind of fun and it's funny to it's funny to read. Um, the tweets themselves um, have a lot of that in them. And for a guy who is not you know no formal training and not a professional writer, he managed to pack a lot of that into 140 characters. I give him credit. 
Absolutely. All right, let's do another one here with uh, Rob Long. By the way, there are, let me just cheat real, real quick. There are 144 pages of bigly quotes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so page yeah. after page, you got to get a copy of this because it is it is a hoot. Now there was a one uh, a quote uh, talking about the the major topic was life. It was a February 2014 interview with uh, the Brazilian magazine uh, Vega or Veja. Uh, it's uh, titled "Reading." Here's Donald Trump. I don't read much. Mostly, I read contracts, but usually my lawyers do most of the work. There are too many pages. Now, now how candid is that? <laughs> exactly the right. bottom line guy. I'm the bottom line. You tell me. I'll read yeah. a few. Let's get on, do the deal. What else you got for me? But there's one. I got like one more that I, I really like that I don't know. I, I can't remember if it made it into the book or not. It was just called Hair Prep. Go, go. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that one. <laughs> I get up, take a shower, and wash my hair. Then I read the newspapers, watch the news on television, and slowly the hair dries. <laughs> it takes about an hour. I don't use a blow dryer. Once it's dry, I comb it. Once I have it the way I like it, even though nobody else likes it, I spray it. I spray it, and it's good for the day. Well, here's, now, here's a million-dollar well, question. Either, Do you think he does his own hair? Do you think he does his own well, hair? Well, he probably, you know what? I mean, that, uh, you know, the reality about that was that that was said in um, 2004. So he, he wrote that poem. I got to be clear. He wrote that poem in 2004. And then, you know, and he had a lot of success on um, on uh, The Apprentice. And I'll tell you, I've, I've been in show business for 27 years. And once you have full-time hair and makeup people paid for by a studio, it's hard to ever go back. Like you've got somebody there whose job it is to fix your hair, and that's all they do. But he's so obsessed about his hair, I think he probably does it himself. I think only he knows the way he likes it. And in that poem, he says, and it's just the way I like it, even though nobody else likes it. And I, I think if you, if you understand that, you understand the man who, who says, this is the way I like my hair. I understand that people think it looks weird. I like it. And he still does it that way. That's um, That's a pretty powerful statement about his ability to – to uh, follow his own path. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, Rob Long, anybody who ever watches Fox, you know when the new contributors come along and they've not really had a chance to be uh, what I call foxed up, uh, and then you look at them four months later, it's almost they look like different people because, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the, the transformation takes place. But uh, what, the old studio system, they show business. Absolutely. i tell you what, uh, Rob, I want to say thank you on behalf of our audience, not only for being with us, but thank you for putting this together. If you want to have a fun book, uh, even maybe kind of picking this up on the, on the QT and uh, kind of hiding it till Thanksgiving, get it before it sells out. It's bigly Donald Trump in verse. Make poetry great again. Uh, this would be something to kind of hang. You know, if you got a three or four day Thanksgiving weekend, you talk about sitting around the family and sharing some of these. This would be an absolute uh, great read, and I highly recommend it. But um, Rob Long, we got to get on down the road. But uh, my friend, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for cheers and all that you've done to cheer us up even today. And we just wish you um, great success with your book. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me anytime. All right. God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. All right. A lot of fun during the first hour. Very serious subject with uh, Hank Hanegraaff and then just an absolute hoot with the work of Rob Long. And, yes, our president is a poet. 
All right, don't miss the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. Of course, we'll be on our uh, Faith Talk stations here uh, in uh, West Central Florida. Jay Sekulow will be on our answer stations. We'll say goodbye to Biz. And our folks from Columbus will be back again with Bob Bernie Live. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. If you're a member of the worship team at your church, join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship for Calibrate, the worship team event featuring Matt Marr, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury, and Caleb Miller. Be encouraged in your calling to lead others to worship. Calibrate, the worship team event, January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Register today at CalibrateWorship.com. Summertime itches from bug bites, sunburn, and poison ivy need fast relief. Try Gold Bond Maximum Relief Cream with two maximum strength medicines that cool and soothe pain and itch on contact. And for those everyday itches from rashes, dry skin, allergies, even recurring conditions, there's new Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream with two medicines and seven moisturizers that work a full 24 hours. Remember, for a quick itch fix, get Maximum Relief Cream. And for long-lasting healing, pick up new Intensive Healing Cream. Only from Gold Bond. Use as directed. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Longtime Utah Senator Orrin Hatch is calling it quits. I've decided to retire at the end of this term. Although I will miss serving you in the Senate, I look forward to spending more time with my family, especially my sweet wife Elaine whose unwavering love and support made all of this possible. Hatch is the longest-serving Republican in the Senate. He was a major force in getting a tax overhaul through Congress and signed into law in December. Hatch's retirement opens the door for former GOP presidential nominee Mitt Romney to run for his seat. The nation's cold continues throughout much of the East and Midwest. The National Weather Service issued wind chill advisories and freeze warnings Tuesday, covering a vast area from South Texas to Canada and from Montana through New England. Indianapolis early Tuesday tied a record low of minus 12 degrees Fahrenheit for January 2nd, set in 1887. The National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard says it's possible the eastern U.S. is going to get another winter storm. We do have now some winter storm watches that are actually in effect as far south as portions of the Florida panhandle. They go up through the coastal Carolinas um, and then into portions of southern New England. Um, Again, some uncertainty, but it's looking like we'll have a system move up the coast that could bring a wintry mix of weather. Washington wants the United Nations to take up the protests in Iran. Ambassador Nikki Haley says the United States will seek to bring the demonstrations roiling Iran before the U.N. Security Council. She says the world body should be taking a position in support of the protests against the Iranian government. This is the precise picture of a long-oppressed people rising up against their dictators. Haley said the U.S. would not be taking unilateral actions on the Iran protests, but she called on the Iranian government to unblock demonstrators' social media, using a U.N. press conference to amplify some of their messages. Warren Levinson, New York. On Wall Street, the Dow by 105 points, the Nasdaq rose 104. More on these stories at townhall.com. 
Mike Gallagher here again for one of my all-time, and I mean all-time, favorite sponsors, ReliefFactor.com. My story is simple. I had a hip replaced, then I had a motorcycle accident, left me in pain, who simply wouldn't go away until I started taking Relief Factor. A three-week quick start is just nineteen ninety-five. 80% of people who do order the three-week quick start go on to order more, like me. Go to ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or give them a call, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, ReliefFactor.com. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. Reputation.com can protect your good name. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. Call 800-651-4888. 800-651-4888. You've heard the expression, go west, young man. Correspondent Jackie Quinn reports that that's just what they're doing. United Van Lines has released its 41st annual National Movers Study. It tracks customers' state-to-state migration patterns. Figures show Americans are still heading west, while parts of the Northeast and Midwest are losing people. Three of the top four destination states are Oregon, Idaho, and Nevada. The only exception is Vermont, which had the highest number of people moving in last year. Illinois had the highest percent of outbound moves, followed by New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. I'm Jackie Quinn. Federal authorities have arrested a Virginia man and charged him with attempting to obstruct a terrorism investigation. Sean Andrew Duncan owned a phone that revealed research into materials relating to the Islamic State, terrorist attacks, weapons, surveillance tactics, and body armor. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. British commuters are facing stiff increases in rail fares on the first workday of the new year. Travelers are facing average fare hikes of 3.4%, prompting protests from activist groups and London's mayor amid complaints of unreliable rail service. Anthony Smith, chief of the independent group Transport Focus, says fares are going up as workers' wages stagnate, placing an unfair burden on commuters. London Mayor Sadiq Khan said the government and private rail companies have to give passengers better service at a fair price. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. Khan adds it was wrong to burden commuters with eye-watering fare hikes today after suffering 12 months of delays, cancellations, and poor service. McDonald's is testing the use of fresh beef in another burger, the latest move by the fast food chain to swap out frozen beef as it seeks to improve its image. The company says the new burger called Arch Burger is being tested in seven McDonald's restaurants in Tulsa, Oklahoma. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. You're listening to an encore presentation of the Bill Bunkley Show. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll free. 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around you. 
are the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Welcome back to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. And uh, delighted, honored to have you with us along the way this afternoon. And, um, you know, during this hour is an hour where we get a chance to really uh, have a, a little more targeted, focused conversation with many of you who are followers of Christ this afternoon. And as you have uh, wrapped up, many of you, your work day and getting in traffic. But um, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Is that the way you really start your day? Uh, do you start your day with a clean slate? And uh, do you start your day by asking the Lord, Lord, my first my first response in the morning is to wake up in the flesh. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, poor me. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to get up. Boy, I wish I had this. Boy, I wish I had that. Is that the way you start your morning? Or do you start your morning by saying, Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is the day that you have made for me, of course, for others, and I will rejoice in it. Well, as we talk about uh, setting our sights in a holy an appropriate way each and every morning because his promises tell us that his mercies are new every daybreak. Every rising of the sun is a fresh day with a fresh set of promises with a with a new opportunity to start over. And, um, you know, it's in the morning where you make those early decisions. Am I going to be living for me? In my flesh, in my selfish, narcissistic desires, or am I going to let the Holy Spirit just move through me, die to myself, and let the Lord live his life out, let his spirit live through us, and let us be literally his eyes, his ears, his arms, his legs, and of course his heart as we interact with others throughout the day. Now, the reason why I wanted to set this up this way, because, you know, we are bombarded because of the instant media. We are bombarded with the with the moral decay, the moral rot that has set in in this nation. I mean, just take a moment and, and take a step back and in the last 90 days now, you might be waking up to find out who is the latest person of power in America that has been taken down because of their total and complete inappropriate sexual aggressiveness and behavior towards a people particularly men against women in a way that uh, is just absolutely abominable. And uh, to say that this is an ongoing story of dirty old men behaving terribly, I, I think you wouldn't you're not giving it justice. 
Because for every allegation that comes forward, who knows how many thousands and upon thousands of other allegations are never going to surface. Tomorrow you're going to uh, have an opportunity to hear my something to think about. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about an unbelievable situation that we learned about what the 98-year-old Senator John Conyers, Democrat, Michigan. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about the following topic. When she said he did equals hush money. When she said he did equals the hush money. So in this parade of horribles that we have going on right now, so we have, uh, we certainly have the situation here in Florida. These are just allegations, but the Florida Senate is still in a fair amount of turmoil. Senator Jack Latvala from Pinellas County absolutely denying that uh, he inappropriately touched anybody, however, has been issuing a lot of mea copas that, uh, you know, he hasn't been real disciplined with his with his speech and with his jokes and his jesting and maybe talking about how women look that work around him. So you have that. But in the last 24 hours, one of his accusers have been outed, and so she has been telling her story. Uh, her story was already out there, but it was anonymous. Now she has um, she has been named. Uh, and, of course, uh, we, we have Al Franken, the Dem- Democrat senator, who now we have a retired Army veteran saying that she was touched inappropriately on one of his USO tours. This was before he was in the in the um, U.S. Senate. Of course, we have our TV hosts. How about Matt Lauer? I mean, now the count is up to possibly eight. And um, Charlie Rose... But I think the I think the one that really kind of beats the band is John Conyers. By the way, John Conyers. By the way, breaking news: the first family just flipped the switch for the White House National Christmas tree. Thought you want to know that? Interesting that we still have light here in uh, West Central Florida. It's dark in D.C. right now, so uh, the president and the uh, first lady. Uh, in a uh, by the way if you haven't had a chance to see the pictures that were just released I know I'm I know I'm wondering here uh if you haven't had a chance to see the pictures that were released of the White House decorated for Christmas this year uh you need to take a look I mean it is elegant but anyway so how about uh John Conyers uh Nancy Pelosi said he should resign speaker of the house Paul Ryan said he should resign Resign, his lawyer said, well, I'm not going to use the word, but it's where you you burn for eternity. That was a no from the attorney. But get this. Get, get this. Tomorrow I'm going to be writing about this, and, and, and it's it's because we need to have 
I think a real silent majority in this nation, I think we all need to consider not only getting back to our roots of following Christ with a whole heart, I, I think I think there's such a an opportunity in the land because people are now realizing just just how morally empty the world is around us in many pockets of this country. And we can be better than this. We can encourage others to be better than this. And, and for those of you, I mean, remember for all of these women, this is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's granddaughter. And for that matter, this is somebody's child, somebody's grandchild who has who has grown up And are we just going to sit back and say, well, that's just the way it is today in America? Well, I'll tell you what, I challenge you to do a little Greek history, challenge you to do a little Roman history, because we're also going to be talking about Disney, who's now got a boy princess coming up. And all of this is just to inform you. You have to do your own praying, your own consideration. But here we have John Conyers. You see, John Conyers, as well as other members of Congress, you know, Michael, they get a little bit of stipend money to run their office expenses. Well, it seems like he had so many dalliances out there. One of them, he had to do a little secret payoff. Are you ready for this? You work hard to pay your taxes. Your taxes go into the federal deposits. Well, he took $27,000 of tax money out of his office account. That's a nice little slush fund, isn't it? (laughs) Cool $27,000 hanging around. And anyway, he takes $27,000 to pay the hush money to keep one of his dalliances quiet and keep it a secret. Now, if that didn't get your attention of something to pray about and to speak out about and to ask your congressman, congresswoman, the next time you get together, or members of the Florida legislature for that matter, should there be secret slush funds? Should the federal government be in the business of secretly paying off cases that concern members of Congress? Over the last two decades, are you sitting down? $17 million of tax money, hush money. $17 million hush money tax money has been doled out from the federal government. And are you ready for this? 264 cases. And this just, this just is with the members of Congress. The U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. 264 cases where they've had to they've had to intercede they've had to to get involved so um no i tell you it is time and by the way florida's u.s representative ron DeSantis, among other members of congress they have uh they have signed on to a bill called are you ready for this mike the congressional accountability and hush fund elimination act only in America. 
are you as appalled as I am about the moral decay and about the desensitivity that we have that we have to pass an act of Congress to do away with hush money, the Hushed Fund Elimination Act? Simply unbelievable. Now, we're going to get to June Hunt by the hour about our new Bible series. When I come back, Disney. Just want to make sure you're prepared. Disney and their new boy, Princess. Next to the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. Be right back. Michael Medved for townhall.com. Donald Trump's first year in office delivered an array of important achievements. Confirmation of conservative judges, including Neil Gorsuch, more support for oil pipelines and oil drilling, dramatic progress against ISIS, deregulation, and enhanced border security, the end of meddlesome net neutrality, the recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital, and most importantly, sweeping tax cuts and a new pro-business approach. What's striking about these accomplishments isn't how extraordinary they are, but how normal, how consistent with well-established Republican goals and values. It's easy to imagine that much the same policies might have been pursued by President Trump's primary rivals or by Mitt Romney, the last GOP nominee for that matter. The two initiatives that caused most substantial disagreement with many conventional conservatives, canceling the Trans-Pacific Partnership and unilaterally leaving the Paris Accords, hardly defined his presidency or brought about the calamitous results that Trump's critics feared. At year's end, President Trump found historic success not as a radical outsider, but as a sensible, determined, mainstream Republican. I'm Michael Midvet. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Bill Carl here, and I know that if you're a worship leader or worship team member, there's a tension between leading others before the throne of God and maintaining your own walk with Christ. If you can relate, make plans to come to Calibrate, the worship event. January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship, featuring worship leader and singer-songwriter Matt Marr, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury from Bethel Music, and Caleb Miller. Calibrate is an all-day event for worship leaders and team members focused on discipleship, purpose, and connection. Whether you're a worship team leader or a member helping to lead worship in a small church, a big church, or somewhere in between, you're welcome at Calibrate, the worship event, January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. 
Register today at CalibrateWorship.com. That's CalibrateWorship.com. Weekday mornings at 6. Join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Outbursts of anger, jealousy, drunkenness, they will ruin your life. They will ruin your marriage. They will ruin your family's existence. That's all the flesh wants to do. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. This is an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. And we're back, Bill Bunkley, here on this Tuesday afternoon. And, uh, well, let's talk about a sensitive subject. And uh, you may want to turn the radio down for a couple of minutes. Uh, just an update of what's happening uh, in the state capitol in Tallahassee. If you're in the car, might want to turn it down for a moment or two. If you have little ones in the car, if you're at home, you might want to move, if you can, to a different part of the house, you or your children. And I'll give you a, a little bit of a three and a two and a one to uh, be able to do that. Um, veteran Florida State Senator Jack Latvala, right here from Pinellas County. Uh, who had uh, just launched his campaign uh, and hopes to be governor of the state of Florida by the time uh, the results are in this time next year. Well, he has uh, been hit, as uh, many others have been hit across the country, with sexual harassment allegations. Again, these are allegations. And uh, after uh, State Senator Democrat Jeff Clemens resigned days ago because of his inappropriate uh, um, extramarital relationship with a uh, a county lobbyist, well, he resigned, and uh, there have been rumors about uh, others uh, in Tallahassee. And um, what was interesting, it was hinted at that there was going to be a powerful person for several days. And last Friday, news broke about Senator Latvala. Now, he stands accused by multiple women women for inappropriate sexual harassment behavior. He has been temporarily removed from his, um, he's chairman of the Appropriations Committee, the most powerful committee, by the way, because that handles the purse strings. And if you're the chairman, pretty powerful. Well, that budget chairmanship uh, has been temporarily removed by the president of the Senate, uh, also fellow Republican Joe Negron. And uh, sometime, if it didn't happen today, uh, uh, President Negron is going to be appointing an independent and an outside counsel who has no ties to Latvala or any of these allegations to conduct an investigation into the allegations. Let me be clear that Senator Latvala denies uh, each and every allegation. Now, here's what's a, a little bit different. So far, all of the women that came forward on Friday. Now, there is an ex-staffer who's who's not alleging um, uh, specifically uh, the, the sexual harassment, but but says she used to work for him and sort of saying, you know, she supports the women and, and sure it, it could have happened, but... Uh, Uh, But so far, all of the women making the claims have remained anonymous. 
And uh, by the way, if uh, they are either staff members of uh, of uh, legislators or working in the law in the lobbying process or any aspect of it, you know, if they if they truly and I'm not saying they haven't, if they have been uh, sexually harassed in that environment, I could see where they don't want to reveal uh, who they are because of the nature of um, of the work in Tallahassee. Let me be clear. There should be zero, zero, zero tolerance for inappropriate sexual harassment. However, unlike uh, Mr. Weinstein, unlike Senator Clements and others where uh, the specific individuals uh, have come forward, the the exposure has been uh, vetted, um, all of these are anonymous accusations. Now, today, and I agree uh, with um, General Bondi, Attorney General Pam Bondi, uh, at the conclusion of today's uh, meeting in Tallahassee of the cabinet, was asked about uh, these charges. And um, she's right when she said that uh, Senator Latvala, um, and I've been on the air and been busy for the last few hours, but uh, as early as afternoon, Senator Latvala has yet to face his accusers. And uh, Attorney General Bondi is calling for these women to come forward. They've made the allegations. I understand why they want to not to come forward, but those allegations are out there. And uh, and so um, as we wait to see how this unfolds, I want to be very, very clear. Um, we, we, we so often jump to conclusions, and we jump to conclusions too quickly. And I just want to make it clear and make the statement, because some of you may be plugged into this story, that, you know, until until these women come forward and um, Senator Latvala is confronted by them personally and and uh, he has an opportunity to, to say what he has to say, that plus we're now going to have a, a, a special counsel's investigation. Until, all, until that happens or that uh, finding is complete, uh, you know, let's remember, Senator Latvala or any other person in, in the same situation, let, let, let's, let's, let's just look at what, what ought to be. Uh, he or others deserve to have public opinion withheld until all the facts are in. And I know it's so easy. Maybe someone has had, a, you know, Senator Latvala, I will tell you, Senator Latvala is one of the most direct and sometimes some of the most one of the most brash members of the legislature I've had to work with, but I sort of um, you know I've been able to work with uh, Jack in terms of of the fact that uh, he's very confident uh, uh, the way he carries himself and as a as a senator who does wield a lot of power. Um, hey, that's just what you get. Uh, and I like I said I've had two decades. Uh, I'm still there. A lot of other folks come and go now because of term limits, but. Uh, that's how that rolls out. So with that, uh, I'm uh, just encouraging for us to do uh, what would be the scriptural thing to do and uh, for all others, and that is regardless of what you may think of uh, Senator Latvala or other people who might uh, be uh, in the spotlight in the days to come, it's one thing if we have an admission of guilt or we have uh, clear-cut uh, witnesses that uh, are able to come to a uh, to a very clear con- conclusion. It's something else where we just have anonymous allegations, and that's where we're at. And um, 
So uh, having said that, um, wanted to make that clear. Also, just as a update today, this week, the legislature is meeting uh, in the committee process. And today, um, Senate Bill 444, uh, this bill has to do with pregnancy support services. Um, Over the last several years with um, uh, conservatives at the helm in the Florida House as part of the budget process and then those that are in the Senate as well, uh, each year there has been allocations on an annual basis um, that has been funded through the General Appropriations Act since, uh, and in fact, I think this has been happening since 2005. There has been money that has gone into the budget uh, to provide funding for the Florida Pregnancy Care Network. And it is a Florida Pregnancy Support Services and Wellness Services. So that has been something that has been put into the budget uh, on an annual basis each year since 2005. And, of course, now we're in 2017. What this bill would do would be to um, uh, make it, uh, put it into the recurring part um, uh, they'll take the provisions from last year's bill. There's a few exceptions that are that are in there, uh, but they want to make this more of a, a permanent recurring uh, policy here in the state of Florida. And so uh, that's what this would do. It would uh, uh, really strengthen it uh, uh, further uh, about that uh, about that area of, um, of Florida law. And uh, so anyway, it passed today. Um, I think it was a five to three vote. So obviously, it's uh, it comes with uh, the um, um, uh, controversy. Um, you would um, be correct if uh, today you would know that this passed on party lines. Uh, Republicans um, are voting for it. Uh, Democrats uh, voting against it. So as we are monitoring legislation, can I remind you that? Um, we certainly, I certainly could use not only your prayers, but your support. And that is, um, we're going to be very busy in Tallahassee. We're busy already. But uh, I am president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And uh, with that, uh, we are a 501c4. And uh, we are in the process of uh, of uh, not only asking folks to uh, join us in prayer, but also to join us uh uh, as uh, being a financial partner with us and uh, being a part of our missions work, God is uh, God is up to work. Uh, it, it is up to some some very uh, great work in Tallahassee already this session. And uh, in order for us to uh, to be uh, His watchman on the wall and to be involved, uh, I certainly would ask you to consider uh, making a contribution today to the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, you can do that, and you can check out our website by going to floridareligiousliberty.com. That's floridareligiousliberty.com. I would ask you to bookmark that site. And uh, if uh, you or your church could support our work uh, with uh, a generous one-time donation, please do that. Uh, If you could support us with uh, a monthly contribution, um, please do that as well. I remind you, we are a 501c4, which means that we are advocating for um, particular issues. Uh, and so um, as far as the individual tax deduction, the contribution is not deductible. However, 
most people out there that are giving, um, you never itemize anyway because you're taking the standard deduction. So if you could help us uh, out today, you can also sign up at uh, uh, floridarisonary.com to get our email updates. If you haven't done that, please do that. We'll keep you a little more deeper uh, brief than what we can do here during our two hours with you each and every afternoon during the week. But again, to give or to sign up or to be part of our prayer partners, check out floridarisonary.com. FloridaRaceLibrary.com. There is a secure place for you to donate online. Look, don't go away. I'll be right back. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type two diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. As Iranians take to the streets in the biggest demonstrations in nearly a decade, residents of the increasingly tense capital of Tehran say they sympathize with the protesters' economic grievances and anger at official corruption. At least 21 people have been killed and hundreds more arrested in the demonstrations. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is calling on Iran's government to stop blocking Instagram and other popular social media sites as the protests continue. Mitt Romney's reacting to Utah Senator Orrin Hatch's retirement announcement by praising Hatch while staying quiet about his own plans. Romney's been considering a 2018 run in Utah if Hatch retires. Hatch has announced he will not seek re-election to an eighth term. Romney says via Facebook that Hatch has represented the interests of Utah with distinction and honor. Good day on Wall Street as the Dow is up by 105 points. More details at srnnews.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588. For your free consultation and to see if you qualify, that's 800 500 5588. Mr. Sparky. 
We're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, or your repair is free. Tires worn out. Not only are you going to pay for a new set, plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery, and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. It's normal to have a teenager who doesn't want to sit down and read the Bible and be preached to all the time. They're always getting that from their parents anyway, whether it's from the Bible or whether it's do this, do that, clean up this, do these chores. So you're going to kind of get that time of eye roll. On today's Focus on the Family Minute, Jonathan Evans explains why you should be persistent in family devotions, even if your teenager doesn't want to participate. That's not what you're focused on. What you're focused on is how when they uh, grow to maturity, that they look back and view how important that time was. Yeah. And now that I look back, I think about my formation as a Christian, as a man, came from that time I was at the table. Yeah. And so the focus can't just be on them rolling their eyes in the moment, but them having their eyes straight in the future and being able to look back and say, that was well worth it. More from Jonathan Evans about family devotions at familyminute.org. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. What starts with an E but only has a single letter in it? An envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill. And boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk 570. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Bill Bunkley Show. Welcome back, Bill Buckley here. As the sun is setting on West Central Florida, you know, once it gets to be nighttime around here, you always have a special friend at midnight uh, from Tuesdays to Saturdays. And I'm talking about uh, Hope for the Heart Ministries. And you know that when you need to have that reassurance late in the evening, well, June Hunt is always there, and she also takes your phone calls. Well, She's up a little early today, and uh, this author, singer, speaker, and, of course, founder of Hope for the Heart Ministries is with us today. And uh, we're going to be talking about something very special that she's put together, and that is the Biblical Counseling 
Library. And with that, uh, June Hunt, good to have you back with us. Great to have you in my life. I just love what you do. <laughs> well, we love what you do because uh, all of us from time to time have those moments and sometimes we get those spiritual attacks during the day or we've got a big decision coming up. And uh, I want to tell you that there's so many people here that, uh, as well as your 900 other radio outlets, that really depend on you. So I want to say thank you very much for your ministry. It is certainly pivotal, and we are just honored to have you with us again today. I'm honored to be with you now. Thank you. All right. Well, you've done something very special. Rather than me describe it, I want you to begin to describe it. You're the author of the Biblical Counseling Library. Tell us just what this is. Years ago, I uh, I was, well, after being saved without knowing anything about the Bible mm-hmm. and not, not knowing about salvation or anything like that, I, I knew my life had changed. And I became a youth director and then a college and career director. But then I became a conference speaker, and then I was in front of audiences. And whatever I would speak on, there'd be a line, not necessarily to talk with me about what I spoke on, but about whatever their current biggest problem was. And I kept thinking, where's the material? Where's the Christian? How to, what do you do in this situation kind of material? I actually... I had difficulty finding it, except for, you could say, well, some some theological topics like God, who is he, or the Bible, is it reliable, things of that nature. But the living out of life, uh, you could find some biblically-based material on marriage and parenting, but, uh, you know, uh, anger, uh, stress, depression, uh, abuse, addictions... I could not find all these topics, and so I thought, we've got to help people learn how to answer the real questions that people are asking, not just, I can't understand what the candlesticks mean in the book of Revelation, they've destroyed my life. No, nobody said that. Mm. So, but but, uh, if you grew up in a home where there was pain, I'm talking about anger out of control, where my dad at times would be violent. Um, you know, I my dad had multiple families going on at the same time, uh, so I understood how to adultery and uh, just piles of things. And yet, where was the practical material? So, bottom line, um, I took three years writing a course called Counseling Through the Bible, which later became the, the Biblical Counseling Library. And so, we have about a hundred topics in this library. And I come back and I, at times, will add a topic. Like I, uh, you know, in other words, there were certain times when I've added, well, like bullying. A, a, a publisher said, please do the topic of bullying. We and, and people die of bullying, so we add, we've added that. And, and there are others along the way every once in a while. And so uh, then later, a publisher said we would like to do Bible studies on your material. So we have six that are out, six topics. Uh, anger, stress, depression, verbal and emotional abuse, forgiveness, self-worth. Those are six different topics which comprise six different 
um, it, they, you could say they're six-week Bible studies, or you could turn them into eight weeks. Uh, I have done three of the topics at my church. They, they really have, they were being tested, mm-hmm. where I thought it was going to be 120 churches, I was told, that would be doing them. Well, when we first started, there were 1,200 churches mm. that Amen. wanted the Bible study. So I, I, I was stunned. No, no one expected this. And so... Um, in the context that I do it, it, we have something at my church called Discipleship University, and those are like either nine-week or ten-week courses. So I just stretch it, like I just finished doing depression, and then, but I also included suicide because people need to know what to do if you have somebody in your life mm-hmm. who is suicidal. Or there are times when we have said, "Life's just not worth living. I, I just want the pain to stop." See, people don't want to commit suicide. It's not that, oh, good, I want to commit suicide. No, they just want the pain to stop. So how do we have practical, biblical, um, step-by-step material to help people? And so basically, Bill, what we have is this is to help you and to help you help others. So that's what our kind of material is. It's it's the what to do. There was a guy who was asking me, you know, what do people actually say about your ministry? Because he, he was trying to... He was letting me know that I don't think you really fully understand your ministry. So, so I said, I'll be happy to learn. And so he said, what did they say? So I gave him four exact things that had happened uh, either two or the three days before. And <clears throat> he said, are you aware that each time you said what they said was, now I know what to do? I said, no, I wasn't aware I said that. And he said, yes, each one thanked you for now I know what to do. This is now what to do. You know, and I thought, huh, well, that doesn't sound very, you know, uh, strong necessarily, but it's just what it is. It, we help people know what to do when you have this. And I'm math, I'm logical, I'm rational. I, I don't like to just talk about a problem. I want to, I want to communicate what to do about the problem. So that's in keeping with who we are at Hope for the Heart. So we present biblical hope and practical help. Hmm. Now, I want to just uh, remind our folks who are just tuning in, yes, that's that familiar voice. You hear her every Tuesday through Saturday at midnight right here on WTBN, WTWD, and that is June Hunt. And, of course, she's founder of uh, Hope for the Heart Ministries. And uh, I want to give you a website because uh, for her it's hopefortheheart.org, hopefortheheart.org. Why? I'm going to tell you that uh, she's so correct that uh, either in your life or the life of your family members, your co-workers, friends at church, what are the areas that they're they're challenged with? Well, they're not uh, they're not challenged with uh, you know arguing some of the the deepest theological um, disagreements that are out there in the land today. No. Do you have uh, an issue with anger, or do you know somebody who does? How about uh, someone we all, I believe, will deal with some sort of depression at some time during our lives, especially if we live long? Well, what does the Bible have to say about that? How can you really help someone from the guidebook for living, which is the Bible? And then, of course, the other topics available right now at HopeForTheHeart.org is uh, choosing forgiveness. That's a tough one. We're dealing with that right here in our Bay Area with uh, with the serial killings. We've got, uh, you know, you go through tough patches and you, you feel like you're not worth anything. Well, how about finding that self-worth? And, boy, Universal, uh, who out there doesn't need to know what the Bible has to say about handling stress? 
And in a world that we live in today where everybody's yelling and screaming and road rage, uh, understanding verbal and emotional abuse. And, and you know, um, June Hunt, uh, the whole time I was thinking, as, as you were sharing with us, this is, is a compilation of years and years and years of you being on the front lines every night. Uh, even these issues right now, I'm sure you hit one or two or three every show. This is not only taking the biblical truths, but your expertise, and that's what makes this 100-volume collection just so very unique from what's out there in the market today. Well, I know what it's like not even being in ministry, struggling with forgiveness. In fact, candidly, I thought forgiveness was wrong. I thought, now, wait a minute, now, I've become a Christian, but um, my father was cruel, I uh, hated him because I hated how he treated my mother, and uh, you know, I, but I couldn't change the situation. And so forgiveness seemed like a nice hmm, aim in general for other people, but it, 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 didn't, it did not apply to me because Dad had never asked forgiveness. He had never said, I'm wrong, and so it couldn't be right. Well, that was my view. And then, you know, I read a scripture like, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I would read that, and I thought, well, that, that, that just must be some aim. That It did not make sense to me. And so later I did a, a actual uh, study on it, and the word forgive means release. Release. Mm. So if we have, imagine right now, you have a bag, a big burlap bag of bitterness. It's like boulders of bitterness. And, Bill, let's say that that's around your your uh, neck in this way. You've got a meat hook, and here's this, these boulders of bitterness, these rocks of resentments, and, 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 and the, they weigh 100 pounds. Now, what's going to happen to you if you carry around that all the rest of your life? What it is just it, it is something that could just cripple you mentally, cripple you with your family. And when when you understand how June can walk you through in this series to unlock those areas of your life and then to sort of uh, unlock you to where you get out of your flesh and you let that Holy Spirit flow through you. These are the type of things that can change a person's life, aren't they? Yeah, very quickly. The word forgive means release. So you're you're not letting a person off the hook. See, that was my mentality. I, I'm letting my dad off my dad off the hook, and that's not right. Uh, that's just like permitting him to just abuse again. Instead, it's releasing him by taking him off of my emotional hook and putting him onto God's hook. I'm not letting him off the hook. I'm just taking him off of my hook, putting him onto God's hook, and releasing the pain to the Lord. But the Lord says, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. So what happens is when we literally choose as an act of our will to release someone, to forgive someone for their wrong, because it's clearly been because there's something wrong, then we are emotionally free Mm -hmm. and we continue to literally do what god says and that is pray for those who persecute you there's something wrong there's something 
broken within somebody who continues to wound us. And therefore, we, Jesus was on the cross, and upon the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So if it was important enough for Jesus, who was being crucified, his crucifiers, by the way, did not say, oh, we, we repent. We're so sorry, Jesus. Please forgive us. No, mm-hmm. they didn't ask forgiveness. But instead, what we are to do is to release all that pain to God. And indeed, if we've ever prayed what is in the Lord's Prayer, you know, I, I sometimes will ask a group, I'll say, I'll say uh, is there anybody here who has never prayed the Lord's Prayer? Would you raise your hand? One time I had one person from some foreign country, but other than that, mm. everybody's prayed. I said, what did you mean what you prayed? Because it's forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. First time I saw that bill, I thought, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want God to forgive me the same way I have forgiven mm-hmm. others. <laughs> forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I, I, in fact, I, I said, oh, no, God, please, please don't forgive me the same way. Mm. I have instead held on to the offenses and done daggers with my eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. And it literally changed me inside out. Christ changed me first. But then to learn how to actually forgive is a specific action step it's, or action step, several things to do. And it is freeing. It's, it is the freedom of forgiveness that we can enjoy. And that's why I wrote this, uh, the topic uh, in our biblical counseling library. And now it's in a Bible study, a Hope for the Heart Bible study, one of our six from the series. Well, I want to tell you that uh, June Hunt is so accurate. That we like to issue partial pardons to others, but yet we want to have a full pardon. And I tell you what, if you want to know more about choosing forgiveness, either Bible study or part of the Biblical Counseling Library, these topics, anger, depression, forgiveness, self-worth, stress, and verbal emotional abuse, go right now to hopefortheheart.org, hopefortheheart.org. And tonight at midnight, tune in, because June Hunt will be back sharing this evening. And June, as always, thanks so much for being with us. My great joy. Thank you. God bless you. All right, coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, in today's edition of Living Truth. How in the world shall we live? That's part two from the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock and uh, learning more from our friends at Focus on the Family and Movie Guide. Don't miss it. Until then, God bless and... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.